Welcome. My name is Gina Timberman, and you are listening to Timber People, a podcast about people who, like Timber, are strong, build and create, who gather us together like fuel that feeds fire. People who support structures of our community that uplift and protect. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy today to really welcome my friend, Darren Brown. I'm just so happy that you're here with us, the audience and myself today. Welcome. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. I know uh, when you called me the other day and said, I got a spot, I said, I got to do this. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I will go to great lengths to make it happen. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, I mean, um, it's intimidating and enjoyable and exciting to interview someone who's not only my friend, but someone who has interviewed me over the years. Uh, we were <laughs> talking times, the other day, actually, maybe yeah. over a, a dozen times or something. Seems like it, yeah. I know. And I want to say thank you uh, up front for being supportive of our work. For one, overall, creating awareness and understanding of issues that affect Indian country, um, like the mascot issue, like other issues. Um, also, of covering what's now the first Americans Museum along that entire journey. Ooh, that's a long road right there. I, I know. And I met you many years ago and you were working with one of the local TV stations and doing magnificent work. And here I'm thinking, this is awesome. You know, native person talking to native person <laughs> about awesome things happening in this this world around us and covering, you know, what's now the first Americans Museum and you know, we've been together as you covered like ground blessing ceremony for the museum, the state centennial, the Kansas City Chiefs. You joined us all at oh, the yeah, Arrowhead right. Stadium. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun to um, the opening of First Americans Museum and just really being out and about. And you're very recognizable with your name, your voice, uh, with your face and your presence on um, different uh, productions that you create. And I will say, you know, you're producer, photographer, reporter at Cheyenne Arapaho Television, also uh, working with Cheyenne and Arapaho Productions. You are also doing freelance work for Discover Oklahoma, which is a statewide magazine show produced by the Oklahoma Tourism Department. And so you're all over the place and you're inspiring. And I I'm really excited to uh, just dive into and talk about the passion for which you have for the work that you do and the communities around us. And so welcome. I'm just happy that you're here. Thank you. <laughs> I am happy to be here. And and yeah, you're, you're right. It's uh, uh, it is strange for us to be interviewing again. And, and we're not talking about we're not talking about the construction yeah. at the fam. <laughs> Uh, Delays, construction, yeah. celebrations, experiences, yeah, I, I told issues. Some, <laughs> I told someone the other day when I was coming in, I said, I said, you know, I think I interviewed Gina probably at least a half a dozen times about. Oh, more than that. Yeah. And, and Shoshana probably. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, twi- right. Twice more than that. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I remember I remember doing stories about the construction and the the stops and starts. And I remember and every time it stopped, I was like, oh my gosh. We, and then it, but every then we restart and I'd I'd and I would do another story and I was so and I remember uh people back at the, the TV station where I was working at the time they were like, "What's going on?" I'm like, I, I said, "I don't really know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the best face on it that I can." I Thank said, you. "I said people need to know uh, that this is a really thing that needs to happen," you know. And uh, you know, back then I didn't even know 
people like Kelly Haney. I knew of him, but I, but all the people that uh that had a uh, they were had, had hands in making this thing happen. And the great thing is I got to meet a, a lot of them just not long ago at the uh, the two year celebration. But yeah, that's um, I've through through that journey, <laughs> I've met so many fantastic people like yourself, Gina. Thank you. And 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 all the the people who have I said come and come and go and come and gone again. Right, right. <laughs> From the First Americans uh, family, the First Americans Museum family. Uh, so yeah, I, I you mentioned wow, I, you mentioned some things I'd forgotten about that. There was the ground blessing, and you know what? And and I I think I was mentioned it to you or not, but the ground blessing was scheduled, but it happened to be on the same day right as the very first. Uh, <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Oklahoma City Hornets <laughs> game. I already know what you're going to say. We're like it was November one, yeah. which is the beginning kickoff of Native Heritage Month. Yes, <laughs> so we're still having it that day. <laughs> and, and I was, I, I was scheduled. I we were been, here before the Hornets <laughs> by a long time. But I was happy they were here. <laughs> and I was scheduled to go uh, cover the blessing. I was on it. And then they scheduled me to go downtown. And I said, well, I don't care, but somebody, you know, I said, and I went and I strongly worded it. Somebody better get the behind down there. And it, behind. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, someone, we did have someone go down there. And I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was great. Yes. And, uh, you know, the the grand opening, man. Oh, what a, what a great I can't even put that in words. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I only, I only know this much of it—a very small part of it. But I can only imagine the, the, uh, the, the people who are all involved, like yourself, and all those people who spent all that time. Just, I can only imagine the, whew, you know. But now we got this done, you know. Right. Well, I say that I gave a lot to what's now the First Americans Museum, but I tell you what. It gave me so much more. Oh, man. The relationships and like yourself, friendships and um, experience and just, um, you know, it's you can't measure that the blessing and the the gift of of what it has given to me. And I will tell you, uh, it was always so it's so much different uh, being on the other side of an interview with someone uh, like yourself who knows, you know, I knew you were very supportive and you also have that very friendly, warm demeanor and a smile. And that you guys is, can't see me, but I'm smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a whole different experience than a lot of other interviews that we would we'd be giving at times. I, I, and so that wow. is really, that's really special. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about um, some of the more recent things that you have um, been producing. I know that you are working on a podcast more recently. We'll start with that and kind of okay. work back. And uh, I also want to touch upon, as well as your career journey, but your personal journey as well. And But I, I'm excited, podcaster to podcaster, to know that you're doing this new podcast. And it's it's really awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, I first of all, have to give credit to... Uh, my my bud Hawk Hardico, mm -hmm. who we who work I work with, and he had been uh, kicking this idea around for probably over a year, 
And with, you know, where I work, Shannon Rapu Productions, we we just do a lot of stuff at the tribes. You do. I mean, we, we cover events like groundbreakings and ribbon cuttings. and But, you know, we cover MMIW stuff. Right. And then I just... I'll, I, I, it just goes on and on, which is great. I, I uh, you know, that I'll, I'll tell you this really quickly. You know, we've been there for almost 12 years now. And I'll say that when we first started, uh, we would be covering, you know, some tribal event. And people would look at us because originally, you know, I'm, I'm not a tribal member of that tribe. And, and the other guy who was with me at the beginning isn't either. They would look at us like, who are these guys and why are they sticking cameras in our faces? Right. You know, <laughs> but I will tell you that now, 12 years later, almost, uh, it's very, uh, there are kids that are there who have grown up with us being there the entire time. And for them, it's very, very normal for us to be sticking cameras in their faces. And if the tribes have an event and we don't go, people will say, "Hey, where's Where the TV?" Were you? <laughs> so it's uh, that's that's a really uh, that's touching, you know. It really is. Consistency yeah. and quality are important, yeah. and I know that that's always been important to you. Yeah. So so the podcast, like I said, uh, we finally got you know uh, some more equipment, and uh, uh, so Hawk kind of it's really his baby. Uh, and then he said, you know, the, I said, well, uh, kind of, we heard like the, almost the, when we had the first one scheduled, he said, so you're going to say right here. I said, oh, I'm doing it. He goes, well, who else is going to host it? I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. He goes, no, man, you, you do everything here. So, so I'm kind of the default host. Uh, the great thing is, you know, we've had other, uh, we have other people host too. And I'm totally fine with that because um, we are uh, in the education department and Indian education is a, man, it's a whole world uh, that I know a little about. But when we have, uh, we've had a couple of podcasts that were kind of like deep dives in the Indian education. And uh, Carrie Whitlow, right. our executive director, hosted those and I'm like that you could have those because I she you you know as well as I do now that to be a, a, a proper interviewer you have to you got to have a really good grasp of what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, the last thing I want to do is interview someone about, you know, brain surgery because I know nothing about it. Right. That's so, right. and then there, we have guys from this, uh, called TOR, the tribal opioid response mm-hmm. project. And these guys talk about res recovery and about well briar. Right, and, right. you know, truthfully, I mean, look, they're, they're talking, these guys are, some of these guys are recovering addicts and that's just an experience that, uh, you know, I don't have. They've they've got they they've can talk about things that I couldn't, and so they come in, they do their own thing, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't, I I do enough stuff. I don't need to be <laughs> in front of a mic all the time. It's like that flock of geese where one will go to lead the flock yeah, yeah. <laughs> to for the be- for the benefit of the whole. I think that is really important, and. I know that you have a small team, uh, many but mighty. You do yeah, so yeah, much. It's yeah. great. It's really impressive. But yeah, but this podcast, like I said, if right now it's just called the Shine and Rapo Productions podcast, which sounds way we, – we keep saying we got to fix that, but we just want to brand it right. initially. Well, awareness for yeah, what it yeah. is for Native and non-Native people yeah. alike. And the, the, idea, learn. the idea is to highlight our tribal programs. 
Um, but we want to expand it. We want to we want to go hit Denver March, Gathering of Nations, and try to take the podcast with us and right. have more guest hosts. And you know we'll get there. Uh, but I'm just excited to be doing it. Absolutely. Well, you're doing a great job, and you're starting really pioneering a new standard. I'm really excited about what Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes have been doing to support you, your leadership over the years. You know, in 12 years, only Oklahoma tribally owned production capacity like that. That's really important. Yeah, I it um, man, every time I don't even th- I don't think about it every day, but I. I, I've said it a number of times in front of our governor, <laughs> our tribal governor. I said, you know, there are, first of all, you know, Shine and Rappo Productions slash TV is the very first and only tribal right. TV station in the state of Oklahoma. And it, it's, it's, it's a low power educational TV station, but it's still a signal. And it's, um, it's, it's, and quality. I, I tell you, when I left my job at that mm-hmm. uh, TV station here in Oklahoma City, and I went here. I it, it was it was it was a little scary, but I thought to myself, man, who who get, who do you know that gets to go help start a Native American TV yeah. station? This guy right here, right? And you know, and I said, no matter what happens, uh, you know. Maybe it'll be a trivia question somewhere someday. You know? For the listeners, he's he's doing the jazz hands, jazz celebration hands. You know, you know, who who are the guys who helped start the the, the only you know native TV station in Oklahoma? There you go. You're you the know. right man. You're the right one. And to build your team and to give them support. Yeah. And I know that you're supporting young people, students for their journey into this type of business into. Uh, broadcast journalism. And can you talk about that a little bit oh, and man. what that means to you? You talk about passions. You know, I, uh, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, uh, there aren't, first of all, there aren't very many Native people working in in the media in general. Right. And that covers newspapers, radio, television, and so on and so on. Uh, you know, thanks to Reservation Dogs and Rutherford Falls and Killers of the Flower and Moon and things right. like that, people are being exposed to, uh, you know, not only Native actors but Native filmmakers. And but if you if you look carefully, it's it's still a very small number of actors. But I no, we're we're glad that's happening. So it's because it's bringing attention to the things that we've been talking about forever anyway. So. For, uh, you know, most of my career has been in television news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say that, you know, I, I through my association with, you know, uh, not, uh, the Native American Journalists Association, which has now changed to the Indigenous Journalists Association. Right. And uh, uh, what's the, uh, I can't think of the, the other organization, RT. RTDNA, the Radio and Television Digital News Association, uh, they put out numbers every year about women and minorities in right. in the workforce in, in in media, and uh, the they they and they give out numbers for women for uh, you know uh, Black Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic, and uh, and Native and Native. So I mean, take a wild guess as what the percentage of Native American people working in television news is. Probably point zero one. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> zero. Well, it, it fluctuates from. I'm glad it's zero. a great point zero one. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's still less than one percent. Right, right. <laughs> and and I suppose you can look at it and say, well, 
generally speaking, Native Americans are, what, 2% of the population. So it's going to be a small... When they're not calling us other. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... But I, I tell I tell uh, matter of fact we've got a we've got a uh, you know Indian Youth Career Day coming up here soon and I, I've been helping with that for years and uh, every chance I get you know I'll talk to college kids and high school kids you know native kids about this first I think for whatever reason it's it's broadcasting has not been presented as a, a viable career option and I don't know why that is but I, that needs a change. And I tell them all the time, I said, look, we're, we're not, I said, if, if everybody in this building went on and got a journalism degree or film studies or media studies, or broadcasting, whatever, every one of us went and got a degree and went and got a job, that ain't going to move the needle, barely, mm-hmm. at all, if, if at all. I said, and, you know, I'm not fooling myself thinking we'll ever get to 20%. But by God, we should be able to get to two, three, or four. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Um, right. let's, let's make this happen. <laughs> so I, 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 I tell kids all the time, I said, I said, do you think that there are too many stereotypes about Native people in, in film, radio, radio, TV, TV? They go, yeah. I said, do you think that uh, there are a lot of great stories about Native America that aren't being told? They said, well, yeah. And I say, well, who do you think is going to tell those stories? Right. And they usually someone will finally say, um, us? I got, yeah, you, 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 you. We need every one of you guys because, uh, Gina, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell me, brother. And so we, we've got it. We've got it. We've, uh, my friend Hawk I was talking about. Right. He said, we got to drop down that ladder, you know. We got to, you know, I said, we got to build that pipeline. Uh, uh, we got to bring in. Uh, we got to bring in the next generation, and the one Absolutely. before, the one after that, the one after that, the one you know, it just um, and we're th- I, I, we're all we're there to help, uh, teach, preach, help, whatever we got to do. But th- there's so there's so much young talent out there in Indian country. We just got to figure out the best way to get them involved. Right, and now the means are there with technology, and we have the capacity to tell our stories through what we're posting online and social media and the podcasts. And, you know, we have to pave our own way. And I really appreciate that work that you're doing. And you and you appreciate that storytelling. You know, I feel the same way about your industry, but also the career journey industry for museums. That first person indigenous perspective is really so important, telling our own story. And so, I really appreciate your commitment to that. Uh, you know, one thing I, you mentioned museums. I think, uh, and I, you know, JPH <laughs> James Pepper Henry said it. Um, well, and I've heard a lot of people say it. But, uh, when you talk about museums in general, in general, right? I mean, they traditionally have not been. Uh, what's the word? They've not been the friendliest of places right. for Native people. Uh, and you see it now, it's happening all over the country right. where native displays, you know, uh, the ones that aren't great, you know, that maybe we saw as kids are being removed right. and to be replaced with a more proper representation of our people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the work that you're doing to uplift that and to engage our young people, it's really great. It's really great. I want to talk also about you as a person. This podcast is about timber people. Um, the, you know, people like timber, they uplift and protect structures of our community, um, you know, really that that support who we are. 
but also build and create. And so I want to talk a little bit about your journey as a person, where did, where you grew up. I know you're adopted and you have a really, you're an incredible person with an incredible story. Well, oh man. I'm, okay. You guys, I'm blushing over here. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. I, well, okay. Let's just, I grew up in, if you ever heard of Frederick, Oklahoma. Of course. Uh, almost, it's almost to Texas, you know, way down south and. Uh, I, I was a dot. Here's the deal. So let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can knock this way down to a, a, a really <laughs> small piece. My mother was born and raised in Cochiti, Pueblo in New Mexico, a little south of Santa Fe. And she uh, later in, in her, well, in her early years, she came to Oklahoma to work at an Indian hospital down uh, in, the, in, in southeastern Oklahoma where she met uh, a man. They, uh, let's see, how shall I say it? They got together. Right. <laughs> in, a, in a friendly way. They had relations. And, yeah, and, and here, yeah, <laughs> they had relations. And so here I am, right? Right, right. Uh, that's the short story. Uh, he, she's, she's full, uh, Coach T, he's uh, half Choctaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, half Caucasian, he was Caucasian. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I like I love that right. line. A friend of mine gave me that a while ago, and I said I got to use it. And and so, the thing is, before he knew she was pregnant, she left right. that little town and came to Oklahoma City, and where I was born. And and she went back to work, and she put me for adoption. Mm-hmm. And so I was adopted through an, an agency. Um, a Catholic agency, and I was adopted by uh, a Caucasian couple, and so that's where that's what I grew up with down in, in the little town of Frederick, right? Where everyone knew everyone, right? That's a great and, community. I know, uh, I know where that. Where my community. my but my you know people would say, oh, there goes Mr. And Mrs. Brown with their you know their their cute little Indian boy, you know that I mean you know that type of thing, and well, I, I mean I'm not gonna. The truth is my my. Uh, uh, my mother had issues having children. Right. My, my uh, the, the woman I call my mother, and uh, so I was adopted. And matter of fact, my I have an adopted sister as well, and I have a brother who actually, um, they did have a son. So, uh, so yeah, I have a. It's funny, my you know. So even though my mother wasn't allowed to have, uh, wasn't able to have children, she had one. So anyway, that's that's me. Yeah, we're we're kind of, we're all over the place, but I. Uh, I was always, I always knew I was adopted from day, you know, as soon as I knew. I mean, even as a kid, I'm like, hey, we ain't the same color. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my parents did what they could. Uh, they didn't know much about my background. They, You know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. It's a different time, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, it wasn't until I think I was in college that I really, really... Uh, tried to find some stuff out, and I did. Um, but you know what? I found I found out you know an original birth certificate and things like that. But <laughs> the truth is, and I, it's funny because you know the internet these days is so it's uh, what's the word ubiquitous. Right, it's everywhere. Right, people people don't even remember what life was like. Well, that's why I'm, what I'm saying it internet. was a different world. <laughs> we didn't have the internet, you know. <laughs> I mean, so so really, I had some information that I had to sit on for years mm-hmm. because I couldn't do anything with it. Right, and once the internet became available, I found I I found out some stuff really quickly, and. 
I had hoped to find a long-lost relative who knew the situation, but it turns, it turns out no one knew anything about it. And um, through I, I, I finding the last name, uh, I just made a bunch of I just made a bunch of phone calls, mm-hmm. and I finally you know someone who said, "Well, I have an auntie who lives in Oklahoma," and I'm like, "That's got to be it." Yeah, and I had to make a cold call, Gina. <laughs> Now you you talk about intimidating and being well, you're nervous. a courageous person. Uh, I, it thing, does take a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, but the truth is, by then I had been searching, thinking about it for years, and I remember my wife was like, "Now, be you know, you got to be ready. She may not want anything to do with you." And I said, I, "That's okay. I'm 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 op- I just want some answers, you know." And. The, um, so I called and, you know, you know, gave her the, I said, I, look, I was born this day, blah, blah, blah. I think you're my mother. And it was, you know, silence, you know? And I said, look, um, this is a whole lot to throw at you. And I'm, I apologize, but I said, I'll tell you what, let me just call you the same time tomorrow. And, uh, she said, okay. And I called the next day and then, you know, she was crying. I was crying. Everybody was crying. You know, it was it, it, it went well. It went uh, as about as well as it could. And uh, I told somebody one time it was because they were asking me about it. And I said that conversation was a whole lot of her just pouring out all this guilt. And me just saying, well, that's not why I called you. I mean, I, I you know, I had to. I said, we, we, I said, look, we got to go forward. You know, we can't go backwards from here. Right. And uh, I'll tell you the, 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 the wonderful, beautiful thing about all this was after she, um, after we talked for a long time, she said, well, now I've got to go tell some people. So she had to go tell some re- all the relatives. And, you know, and hey, us Indian folk, you know, we got all <laughs> kind of relatives. So my phone was ringing constantly. Hello, Darren. This is your <laughs> uncle. You gotta come out and see us, Darren. Oh yeah. That's how they talk out there. Right. You know? <laughs> That's pretty close anyway. And so I, I went out there and I, you know, met everyone and I um, got a, a name and uh, uh, it, uh, you know, she, she, I knew her. That was in uh, that was in '97. She passed in '01. And, uh, but I knew we, we lived in Albuquerque for a short while. So we got to see her like once a month, right. the last few years of her life. And, uh, my baby girl was born out in Albuquerque and mm-hmm. she, my mother, biological mother saw her, uh, you know, shortly before she passed. And, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, at the time, my son was about a year old. Yeah. No, he was a couple years old. So we, um, she got to know him and. Uh, now, and here's another part of this is when I first met, uh, this woman, my biological mother, after all that had shock had worn off, she said, well, you, you, do you, do you want to meet your dad? I'm like, what, what, you, you know, the guy, she goes, yeah, he just lives down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, so, uh, they lived, those in this tiny little town and, at the time I met him, uh, but he had married a Choctaw woman. They had a, like a large family. And, and he, at the time, he just, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't know how to properly connect with him. So I, I did speak with him a number of times, but I, I really just kind of let it as I guess it's my fault. I just kind of like let it go because mm-hmm. I didn't really know him. But amazingly, um, uh, that man, my biological father had he adopted the children from this woman he married, but then they had one together. So I have uh, a guy, um, a half brother, who is literally my brother from another mother. I mean, <laughs> right. and um, out of the blue, a few years back, he called me and he said, "You know, uh, if if you want to know, you know, our dad, you probably should because he's he's getting older and yeah. his health is getting worse." And and so we made it happen. And I, the last. Uh, you know, you know, a few years. Well, he passed just two years ago, and he was in his nineties, early nineties. And you know, the great thing is, uh, we got to go spend some time with him, and he met my son, his only uh, uh, really blood uh, blood relative grandson, and he met my daughter. You know, and mm-hmm. so that was really cool, and. Uh, I, I, there's so much more to the story right, and, I don't, right. and I, and I don't want to, you know, take up all the time, but I, I'll, I'll put it this way. So, you know, I grew up, uh, in, uh, let's say, let's say I grew up in a Caucasian world, right? you know, and then, then I found all this out and, um, that changes your pers- perspective on a lot of things. So when this opportunity to work for the the Cheyenne Arapaho tribes came up, even though I really didn't know much about the Cheyenne Arapahoes, I when that happened, I said, "Man, I I I I can't pass this up." Right. And uh, so, and since then, I've met so many. So many people that have a very similar story, right. and they're they're close to the same age as me, and they they were adopted, almost in the same situations, yeah. and I'm like I you know who knows how many people like that are out there, people who did not grow up amongst uh, native people really, and are only in their you know in their forties and fifties were really kind of now working in the native community and and really trying to learn and uh there are sometimes i uh truth is there are sometimes i feel like you know am i indian enough you know hmm. who i'm going to get emotional here uh but then i realize no, we we are you know i am it's just, you know it's just not about we or Look at me. I'm tearing up here. No, it's it's not about uh, where you physically came from. Right. It's uh, it's about, you know, where you are in, inside, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, oftentimes people think about sovereignty as just pertaining to a tribal government or, um, you know, nature, the wind, the water, the fire. You know, we individually are also sovereign beings. You know, we are a part of that natural kind of democracy in and of ourselves. And for one to tell their story, it is important. And it is, 
uh, it perpetuates community because you put out there that identity and um, Indian people, humans, we all need that, that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. I I will tell you, and then I don't, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to, you know, uh, keep, keep, you know, going with this, uh, we got other stuff to talk about, but I will tell you uh, when I, I told you I went out there to get my name and meet all of my my relatives, and so as I'd never been out there, I'd never been to the onto uh, their reservation, you know, their pueblo, and we're driving out there. We get off the highway, and I was with some, you know, uh, some aunts and uncles, you know, I just met, and uh, my biological mother. We were driving out there, and. Uh, it was it was one of those days when the, the clouds were really low. It was just beautiful, just beautiful. I mean, I love New Mexico anyway. It's just uh, I've been there many times, even as a child with my parents. You know, right, we used to right. go out there and spend time out there. And I was like, man, it's really pretty out here. And uh, then I, I just got this weird feeling, and I got really quiet. And because I'd been talking, you know, I, if you have noticed, I talk. I like to talk a lot. I love so, it. <laughs> so I was talking about look at this clouds. Look at always been grateful. Yeah, for that. <laughs> look at this over there. And then I got really quiet. And my, I, I guess it was my uncle or my cousin. I can't remember. He said, uh, "Hey, Darren, are you all right?" I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." He said, "Well, you got awfully quiet." And I said, "Look, man, I don't know how to say this, but, um, man, I feel like I've been here before." <laughs> and he said, uh, and he just, and he, he, he flipped out, you know, he said, uh, that's not surprising. You know, he said, I, he said, uh, uh, that's not surprising at all. I'm glad you shared that. And I, and I tell people that, you know, not, I mean, I don't want to, you know, tell everybody that, but I'm like, you know, we're, we're in a spot here where, you know, this right. we're sharing here. And, but I swear that is, that is the truth. I felt like I had been there before, and I had never stepped foot on that area Your before. Your ancestors and are I'm with you. And I'm telling you, Your man, ancestors ooh. are with you. If, if, any, if you ever doubted that, let me just put that to rest. Uh, you know, uh, they were there, and uh, they were there to, you know, uh, to guide me probably mm-hmm. to get started on that journey. And, uh, you know— uh, we lived in New Mexico for a while, like I was telling right. you. And, uh, my plan really was to uh, go back and forth and spend a lot of time out there mm-hmm. with my kids yeah. so they could learn a lot. But as it turns out, you know, life happens. Yeah. And we just didn't make it out there nearly as much as we thought. Mm-hmm. And the the whole – after my biological mother passed – that dynamic changed, right? And it just not, and not in a bad way, but just it's different. Mm-hmm. I I still have relatives out there that I speak with on the phone and through social media, but it's not. It's just I don't have that con- that one connection that I that first mm-hmm. that first connection that I had there. And so I've told my children. I said that falls on you guys, yeah, to to learn. And so I was gonna, you know, I. Tried to plant that seed for years. I said, you know, you guys, you, you're going to have to take that on yourself. And I said, I'll help, but I only know so much anyway. But you guys are going to help. And so I will say that uh, uh, there's many times that I've um, done stuff with the Shine and Arapaho tribes. I get they they allow me to MC a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I'm so fortunate. You do a great job at well, it. Well, thank too. you. <laughs> I, I I'm so fortunate to do that, and I always tell, I always talk about a. Uh, 
You know, the fact that I'm not, I, I, I let people know I'm not a tribal member out there. And then what's, uh, what I love is someone always says, Hey man, but you're adopted. And I said, Oh yeah, you're every, every once in a while I get a good, yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, I, I, that's very, uh, man, that means something to me. Your identity is your identity. And that's a part of that, that sovereign, that individual yeah. sovereignty, which yeah. is so important. I know your kids have been witnesses to your courage in forging your path forward. And you have inspired so many of us in our community. So I have no doubt that they will carry that on for themselves and their families as well. Yeah, I sure hope so. We can only hope. We have hope and optimism. When it comes to kids, man, all you can do is push them in the right direction and like hope they stay in that, hope they stay in line, you know. <laughs> well, they have a good leader. Um, they have a great leader in you, as, as do uh, all of us. And so, Darren Brown, thank you so much for joining me today. And it's been a real gift to have you on the show. I appreciate you and all of the important work that you do. Yakoki. Mm, same here. Yakoki to Eugenia. Thank, thank you. Yakoki, thank you for joining us. Timber People is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform. <laughs>